This is the best, 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 best practices in education and Odyssey School podcast. Let's fly away in a cloud. We'll go down to Odyssey. We'll learn some cool new things and new opportunities. Because Odyssey is made of magic, made of magic. This podcast aims to offer professional resources, practical tools, and inspiring conversations to teachers and parents in their quest for excellent education. And the trees are rainbow, and you'll see the corn every now and then because that's not weird at all. Welcome to Episode 2 of Best Practices in Education, an Odyssey School podcast. My name is Megan Martell, and I'll be your host this week. Today, I'm interviewing Corey Adams. She has lived in Asheville since 1997 and holds a degree in English literature from Warren Wilson College. As a child of two public school teachers, Corey was drawn to the nonprofit world and to Odyssey through her love of learning. As a former business owner, Corey is responsible for managing much of the day-to-day operations, budgeting, and facilities at Odyssey as one of our executive directors. She also works across the grade levels on partnership and collaboration, on implementing dynamic governance, the integral model, and compassionate communication to actualize on strategic planning for the school. So to get started, Corey, can you tell us about how you came to Odyssey back in 2008? Sure. My oldest son, Simon, at that time was three and a half, and we were looking for the right kind of education for him. And at that point, I didn't really think that it was going to be moving. He was going to be moving up through grade levels. Now he's a freshman in high school at Odyssey. So but when we looked at Odyssey, we learned a little bit about the integral model what it offered to Simon and the opportunities that he had for getting attuned to who he was as a person and also learning about the world around him. And it was pretty awesome. And we were really excited about that, given that the world, I think, is facing a lot of problems right now. It felt like a great way for him to be prepared for the future that he would inherit. So you mentioned the integral model, and that's actually what today's best practice presentation episode is about. That's right. (laughs) Can you tell us a little bit more about what the integral model actually is? Sure. The integral model was created by Ken Wilber, the American philosopher, and it was really his theory of everything, which is um, a title that makes me laugh every time (laughs) I think about it, and also it's really functions as a framework for the school to hang a lot of different developmental models within and it does have some key characteristics i think among those are um, being aware of difference in perspectives so there's a tool called aqual where we move from i we it and its and those um, perspectives of consciousness are really important to the integral and then It's also qualified, I think, by both and thinking. That's really important. Having a sense of shadow work, I would call that really important to integral. Um, And it pulls in also Howard Gardner's work with multiple intelligences and other developmental models. Although really integral is not primarily used for education, we do that at Odyssey. So we're kind of pioneering how to apply the model overall. That is heady stuff. Yeah. 
So as I understand it, your work with the faculty at Odyssey is to translate some of that really hyper intellectual idea work into practical application in the classroom. And that's a lot of what your best practice was about. So can you tell us how do you translate? Yeah. I can. You know, the first thing I always do with faculty, and I love doing this work, is trying to create an experience for them of what we're trying to describe. So this year, I did a centering with them where we put a lot of different shoes on the table, um, shoes from men and women and children, all different kinds of shoes. And then each person went to sit in front of a pair of shoes and then they tried to think about the perspective of the person who owned those shoes. So who they were and where they lived and what their story was and what their secrets were. So inviting them to imagine. And I would consider that centering to be maybe a little further along the developmental spectrum. So maybe middle school or high school could relate to that more easily to translate it into pre-K We might work with costumes and have a centering where the students get to put on costumes and then play from the perspective of a different character in a story or maybe even a story that they made up or created. But so the first step really is giving the teachers an opportunity to experience what it feels like to think about perspective. And and then after that, I invite them that this year this is what I did I invited them to go back with their teaching partner at Odyssey we have teaching teams and consider what kind of exercise would be appropriate for their grade level because we branch through pre-k to 12 so there's a lot of different options and students have a lot of different needs about how to apply those principles awesome so I have a logistics question actually two questions One is, where did you get all the shoes? And two, were they really smelly? (laughs) Actually, they were kind of smelly. My (laughs) office did get smelly for a couple of days. And I had a couple of people on staff who had a hidden collection of shoes who I borrowed, which was really fun. That is fun. So you laid out these shoes and you led teachers through an exercise. Yeah. Were they sharing? Did you hear any moments that were particularly exciting? Oh, yeah. Okay, yes, I do remember a great moment. One of our pre-K teachers who's really gifted at drama wrote about her pair of shoes and how it was actually by a pair of shoes from a superhero across the street from Clark Kent and his perspective of not being Superman and also being a superhero, but not being the chosen one. And it was really interesting and very creative. And other people were responding to it. There also was a pair of bedroom slippers. And the teacher wrote about how that person was a professional napper. (laughs) (laughs) That teacher's dream come true, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, that was a really busy week. They were probably wishing for a moment of calm and rest. (laughs) So as an administrator uh, outside of the classroom, and I'm asking you this question for the administrators who are listening to us right now, um, how do you see the integral model applied to your work? Yeah, well, there are a few really practical ways. One, for example, is 
even with our board of trustees and also in our administration meetings, we do centering. So we open every meeting with a centering. And part of that is for each individual person to make a connection with what's happening in their own interior. And I think that offers up an opportunity for them to speak from the whole self that maybe traditionally in an admin settings, we don't ask people to do that work. I think it also, you know, we have a leadership model at Odyssey where we have two executive directors. And so that really requires a lot of collaboration and people working to get on the same page through systems. And I would say really, um, even outside of that two administrator system, we really have a circle of people who are supportive and that integrates with dynamic governance and how the circles in our community inform the decisions that we make. And again, in a really practical way. I asked you as an administrator how you use the integral model, but you're also a parent at the school. So can you talk to me a little bit about how parents experience the integral model? Sure. This is something we've worked on over the last few years is developing stronger cultural literacy with the values and tools that we have. So not just integral even, but also compassionate communication. This year, when I did the best practice, one of the pieces that I had teachers work through was having them put together what they would share with parents on parent orientation night about the model. So First, we did the work of creating a centering, and then they did work about creating a lesson plan where they, uh, in a more direct way, are addressing the content with students, again, in developmentally appropriate ways. And then finally, how they were going to talk to parents about what they do in their classroom. And I think as an administrator, whatever your model is, it's really important to create some unity and understanding among your faculty so that when they get to the place where they're having that conversation with a parent, and we've all had that conversation with a parent where they say, well, I don't really understand, like, what is the integral model? What does that even mean? They have some words that they can very easily pull from to make it relatable. So social-emotional learning, having a perspective of what the interior is, being able to understand perspective, the I perspective, the we perspective, which even kids who are young are really working through those things. And they show up also in compassionate communication. So teaching a student to own their feelings and needs, for example. And I think it, it doesn't always happen you know, in the first go round with parents, it's like dipping your toe into the pool. And then after the first year, they're experiencing their child understanding themselves better. And the conversations that you have at home become deeper and their relationship becomes more nuanced. So I wouldn't say that we have perfected, um, people being able to have a one sentence response that encapsulates all of integral. I don't know if that's even possible, but we are coming closer to having a culture that understands it. Thank you. Yeah. I think that's something that is particular to the integral model. And maybe it's true for a lot of philosophies, but the more that you learn, the less you're able to encapsulate it, I think to a certain point. Yeah. So because it's this big, heady, psychoactive kind of 
model that we use. (laughs) Can you point us, rather than having our listeners just Google integral model and doing a deep dive into Ken Wilber, which can be a little intimidating, um, can you point us to some particular resources where somebody who's just encountering this idea can get started? Yeah, we use integral life practice with our teachers. So that's kind of our go-to handbook that we introduce people to the integral model with. There is a nice pocket Wilbur. So I, I don't remember if it's a Shambhala edition, but it's it's a pocket Wilbur. And then you can get a sense of different work that he's done over time. But in terms of using it for education, integral life practice has been the best book that we've found. So those textbooks are great. And if you were going to Google something, what's a good phrase to start with? Yeah, I would actually start with the AQAL. It's spelled A-Q-A-L, and Google that in tandem with Ken Wilbur, and uh, there are a lot of images that will pop right up. There are different versions of the AQAL, but just encountering that map is a great introduction to the kinds of things we're talking about. Thanks, Corey, for letting me interview you. Yay, this was awesome. Thank you so much. If you're listening and you listened to our first episode and now you're on this episode number two, you might be thinking, well, this is a lot of administrative talk. I'm not an administrator. Boring. Then lo and behold, stay with us. Keep going because next week we are going to start interviewing teachers and that will be the majority of the following episodes. So what we're going to be doing is having an Odyssey teacher or an area Asheville teacher come in, talk about a best practice, and then give you some resources from there. So stay tuned. It's going to be super awesome and practical. This has been Best Practices in Education, an Odyssey School podcast. It was recorded here in our music studio in Asheville, North Carolina at Odyssey School, engineered by our music director, River Gergarian, and the original theme music was created by the Misfits of Cragberry, an Odyssey student band. Let's fly away in a cloud.